Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. This is the only place in Scripture where Jesus talks about true riches. So that means if there are riches, there is therefore also an implication that there is something called true riches. The question is, how do I have access to the true riches? How many of you want to have true riches? Now, to have access to these true riches, there are covenant gateways. There are covenant gateways. Why? Because God is a covenant-keeping God. Psalm 89 verse 34, God says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that have gone out of my lips. Revelation chapter 5 verse 12, I read, say, Say with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive, number one, power, and number two, riches, Number three, wisdom. Number four, strength. Number five, honor. Number six, glory. And number seven, blessing. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm sharing a two-part message with you that I have titled, Covenant Gateways to True Riches. Covenant Gateways to True Riches. Please understand that the God that we serve, he is a covenant-keeping God. Whether you like it or not, God is no respecter of person. Same as the law is no respecter of person. For instance, the law of gravity says everything that goes up must come down. It doesn't matter whether you're a child or you're an adult. If you jump off a seven-story building, you're going to come down and you have judgment with concrete justice. So God is no respecter of persons. And please hear me, life is like a classroom. We are all being taught on a daily basis. What you do with what you are taught determines your position in life. In class, usually there are about 30 people in every class or 40 depending on which school you went to or 20 depending on which school you went to. And in that class, all the 20 students or 20 people are taught the same thing. And yet, one comes up as the best. What is the difference between the one who came first and the one who came last? The difference between the one who came first and the one who came last is called understanding. Isaac had two children. One called Jacob, one called Esau. Jacob became a covenant child. Esau became a non-covenant child. Jesus had 12 disciples. One called Judas was used by the devil. So it's the same Jesus who taught all 12, yet only one out of the 12 really made it to the top, called Peter. And even Peter, one came behind him who beat him, called Paul the Apostle. 
who was not there. So what you do with what you are giving in life determines your position in life. That's why the scripture we read in the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 12, the Bible says, the angels were saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches. Now, please hear me. There is nothing wrong with being rich. Say amen. Amen. If there was something wrong with being rich, you will not go to work every day. The reason why you're going to work is chasing riches. You want to be rich. Every human being likes nice things. Every human being likes what? Nice things. There's no one who says, I want to live in the poorest parts of the world. Everybody wants to live at the nicest part of the world. So, it's important for us to understand God's word and to apply his word. If you don't understand the word, you can't apply the word. And the application of the word is dependent on what you do with what you have been taught. The sower went to sow. The same seed fell on four different grounds. The thorny ground, the wayside, Stony ground and then a good ground. Even the, the seeds that fell on the good ground did not have the same harvest result. Some had 30%, 30-fold, some had 60-fold, and others had 100-fold. It's the same seed. Same seed. So, same way in, this, in a church like this, when we come teaching, some are applying the word, some are not applying the word. Some are on top, making it big in life, some are below. What is the difference? They are being taught the same thing, but the application and understanding is different. Are you following what I'm saying? So what you do with the word is determined by what the word will give you back in life. So, the scripture we look at talks about riches. If it talks about riches, that means there are riches in the Bible. But not just riches. We're not just want to, I don't just want to be rich. I've gone past that stage. We are looking now at true riches. Are you following what I'm saying? There is something called true riches which lasts forever. So, Jesus said in Luke chapter 16 verse 10 and 11, Jesus said, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Verse 11. It says, if ye therefore have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon who will commit to your trust the true riches. This is the only place in scripture where Jesus talks about true riches. So that means if there are riches, there is therefore also an implication that there is something called true riches. The question is, how do I have access to the true riches? How many of you want to have true riches? Now, to have access to these true riches, there are covenant gateways. There are covenant gateways. Why? Because God is a covenant-keeping God. Psalm 89 verse 34, God says, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that have gone out of my lips. So that means God keeps his covenant. Every time God says, I will do A, he does A. The scripture we read this morning from, from, from Genesis chapter 8, verse, verse 22. Is it verse 22? Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. It says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time shall not cease. We are in this part of the world. We, we understand this better than anybody else. 
It says cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. You are in the UK and sometimes in one day we experience all these four seasons. In one day sometimes we have snow. In one day we have the sun. In one day we have the sun. We have rain. In one day we have what? We have everything in one day and sometimes we can have it all in, in one hour. <laughs> So for you, understanding this scripture should be so easy. That's why when it's time for winter, you have to dress accordingly or else you'll die. When it's summer, you dress accordingly or else you can't, you can't wear all your puffy winter jackets in summer. When somebody looks at you in summer, you're wearing your puffy jacket and says, something is wrong with this one. So we understand the seasons. We have to understand that the world revolves around season. Whether you like it or not, the season is not going to ask you permission before it shows up. But guess what? You also have the power to determine what season you experience in your life. You have the power to determine what season you experience in your life. If you want to experience a season of harvest time, then you have a season of sowing to experience harvest time. Say amen to that. So the scripture we read in Psalm 18, 9 verse 34, the Bible says that God says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. In other words, God keeps his covenant. God is a covenant keeping God. You say how? Jeremiah 33 verse 20 and 21. God says, thou seest the Lord, if you can break my covenant of the day and my covenant of the night, that there should not be day and night in their season. Are you listening to what God is saying? God is saying that I have set a covenant in place and it's called the covenant of the day and the covenant of the night. That's why no matter which part of the world you are in, you have daytime and nighttime. God says, this is how reliable my covenant is. This is how reliable it is that I have a covenant of daytime and nighttime. So he says, that says a lot. If you can break my covenant of the day, and my covenant of the night, that there should not be day and night in their season, then, verse 21, it says, then may also my covenant be broken with David my servant, that he should not have a son to reign upon the throne, and with the Levites, the priests, and my ministers. What is God saying? God is saying that this covenant is reliable. This covenant is guaranteed. What God is basically saying is that this covenant doesn't need your permission to operate. How many of you does the night knock and say, hello, can I become night? Or the day calls, hello, can I become day? No, it's a covenant. You can say, oh, I don't believe in it. Well, that's your cup of tea. It's a covenant. The covenant is guaranteed. The covenant is reliable. So if it's guaranteed, that means it works. Because God says, my covenant will I not break nor alter that which have gone out of my lips. That's powerful. That's why no devil can change God's covenant concerning your life. God says you are blessed. What do you say? I am blessed. God says you are blessed. What do you say? I am blessed. That's God's covenant. God says you are healed. What do you say? I am healed. There's no witch that can take away that sickness. There is no devil that can take it because that's God's covenant with you. He can't change it. He can't change it. Even if he wants to change it, he can't change it. 
wants to change it, he can't change it because it is it already gone out of his lips. It's a covenant. So to experience true riches, there is a covenant associated to it. Life is not by lack. Oh, one day, one day I'll be rich. No, no, no. It don't happen that way. Oh, one day, one day. If God, if God permits, if it's the will of God, I'll marry. Be there. You'll be there forever. If you don't open your mouth, if you see a lady and you don't open your mouth and say, baby, I love you, you will be there forever. Somebody will actually come right in front of you. Somebody will come and take the woman away from you. When I saw my wife, I said, wow, this is a boom boom. Glory be to God. This is powerful. I didn't waste no time. I did not waste no time. I said, no, this one is off the market. I took her quickly. The church up to date, they don't like me. The men who, 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 who were planning to, 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 who were waiting. I don't wait. I see good thing. I take it. So, if you say, oh, one day, one day I'm married, pastor, God's time is the best. God's time is the best. Yes, it was long ago, 2,000 years ago. Do something. Activate the covenant. Activate the covenant. And in this church, I decree that the wealthiest men on, on, across the globe will be from this church. Let me hear living amen. The wealthiest men, the wealthiest women will be from this church. You might not like it, but that's God's word concerning us. That's God's word concerning us. Hallelujah. Now, quick question. How do I handle these true riches? To handle large riches, you have to, number one, renew your mind. It's important. Because you can't use the old to handle the new. <laughs> Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says, and be ye not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what do you renew your mind with? The word of God. So now, if you have problems with true riches, all you have to do is go to the word, find out, is it in the Bible? If it's in the Bible, is it God's will for me to have true riches? If your answer is no, close the Bible. If your answer is yes, open more pages and search out God's plans for you. I refuse to be poor. I said I refuse to be poor. Amen. The Bible says I taste and see that the Lord is good. I have tasted poverty. I have known poverty and I have tasted prosperity. I want to be in prosperity forever. Amen. I want to be in prosperity forever. You can criticize me. You can say whatever you want. If you want poverty, praise God. You can have it. You can have it. But I have tasted poverty and I don't like it. It don't taste good. It, it don't taste good. Poverty don't taste good. Turn to someone and tell them poverty don't taste good. Say it into their face. Tell them, poverty don't taste good. Tell them, prosperity tastes nicer. Oh, say it like you mean. Say, prosperity tastes nicer. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. No devil can attack us. No witch can attack what we believe in. I believe in God's promises concerning my life. 
There are poor people out there that I want to help. So if they want to be poor, I choose to be rich. They might not like it, but I'm blessed. (laughs) I am blessed. When I didn't have a bank account, I was saying I'm blessed. When I had nothing, I was saying, listen, listen, listen. Every man of God carries a grace. I carry the grace of from nothing to something. There are many people who came to this church extremely broke. Extremely broke. But today, they are commanding millions. Just January this year, I declare that there will be millionaires, two millionaires in this church. Just January this year. They are already in this church. They are already in this church. From January to now, five months, within five months. So when I open my mouth and I declare, I am declaring what I have experienced. I'm not teaching you theories here. I teach you what I have tasted and what I have seen that it is good. Listen, poverty is not good. It's not good. Poverty is not good. You have to hate poverty. Hate poverty with passion. With passion. Hate it. Are you following what I'm saying? I remember when I used to sleep on on a mattress and when it's raining, the rain is coming on the bed and we have to fold the bed round like that. And oh God, the devil is a liar. Liar. Ah! My parents were so poor. I had a brain. I had an excellent brain, but they could not sponsor my excellent brain to university because of poverty. Never defend poverty. Some of you, I know you, 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 you defend poverty. You give. Ten reasons why I must not have this. You are, you, are, you are an associate of the devil. You are the devil's associate. Ten reasons why I must not have a good house. Where is he written? And do you know we go to an extent of defending that Jesus, Jesus was poor. Who told you Jesus was poor? Who told you Jesus was poor? When Jesus was born, wise men came with gold. They came with, with men. They came with frankincense. As a baby, they brought, do you know, they, oh God, oh, oh, this month, this month, this month, I decree that you will move from poverty to prosperity. I decree it over your life in the name of Jesus. Do ever defend poverty? That's why when you see rich people drive past you, uh, they drive a Bentley past you, and say, oh, all these people are doing drugs. No, they are not doing drugs. There's something called true riches. Your mind has to be renewed. You think everybody who makes it is fraud. No. No. Nobody will ever put pressure on you in this church to give. Listen to me. I'm not trying to get anything from you. God is not trying to get anything from you. God is trying to get things to you. God is trying to get something to you. And the only way is through the covenant means of giving and receiving. You cannot pray your way into prosperity. Listen to me. It's like sitting in a classroom and it's exams time and they've given you a pen and a paper to write. 
and then you start the praying. No, no, it's not prayer. You have to write. Pick up the pen and write. Stop praying. Pick up the pen and write. The time of prayer had gone. You prayed at night. Now it's time to write the exams. Don't be lazy. No, no, no. It's not prayer. This one is giving and receiving. That's how this covenant. They say, oh, I pray. No, it's no devil. It's no devil. I don't sweat. If you see me sweating, that means... That means <laughs> you see me preaching, I don't sweat, but when I'm sweating, that means I am angry with the devil. Yeah. I don't want you to be poor. I said, I don't want you to be poor. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. There are many people in this house. I, I go to the house, and when I after I come out, they said, Pastor, my business was crawling, but after you came and left. Now my business is flourishing. I carry that grace. I carry a grace of wealth. God knows my heart. I'm not trying to get anything from no one. I've never knocked on anybody's door in this church. Not till tomorrow. Never. I've never called anybody to say, oh, hello. Uh, I need S, Y, Z before. Never. Never, because I know how the covenant works. It's not time for Shadabalab, it's time to work it. And I know how to work it. And I'm teaching you how it works. Stop listening to all those who are who are filthy, polluted mind. Who are telling you Jesus is poor. Jesus was poor. You lack understanding of the scriptures. If the devil comes fighting God's people, what does he fight? True riches. Jesus is saying, Luke chapter 16 verse 11, he said, if you have not been faithful, if you have not been faithful in unrighteous mammon, in unrighteous mammon means what you can see, the little money you can see. In unrighteous mammon, he said, who is going to commit to your trust true riches? This is Jesus talking. So that means there is something called true riches. And this month, today and next week, I'm teaching you the covenant gateways to the true riches. What you hate, you cannot attract. Like rich people. If you hate rich people, you can never be rich. Like me, love me, pray for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I am extremely wealthy. I am not, oh, I am not, I am not apologetic of it. I don't take a salary from this church. Nine years, nine years since we started, I have never taken a salary because the church cannot pay me. God is my source. God is my source. There are some churches when you go, they have to take offering for their rent. They take offering for everything. They have to take offering for camera. I'm not saying it's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. That's their way of oppression. Are you following what I'm saying? But in this church, the things we use here, I'm telling you, are high class. Every week we are buying. Every week. As, as the people who, who, who take the money to the bank, they will tell you, ah, this week, what we took the bank was nothing. Yet, what we are buying is is the highest quality. That's why every Sunday when you come, the place is transformed. You think it's your offering? No. No. 
That's why it's important for us to have the mind of Christ. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Have the mind of Christ. Stop thinking filthy thinking. And hear me. Your mind will always move according to the direction of your life. Or let me put it the other way. Your life will always move according to the direction of your thinking. You think wrong, you act wrong. You think wrong, you behave wrong. You think poor, you will be poor. Do you know some people can never handle certain amount of money? It's not because God doesn't want to give it to them. It's because their mind is limited. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 16. It says, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Glory be to God. Say amen to that. What do we have? We have the mind of Christ. Do you know what it means to have the mind of Christ? To think on the level Christ thinks. Stop thinking poor. Nelson Mandela was in a tiny prison, but he said, I see a free South Africa. He said, one day I'll become the president of South Africa. And what happened? After 27 years, he came out. It's not where you are. It's how you think. It's how you think. One day I said, this church is going to reach millions of people. Somebody said, hey, pastor, how? I was there and a TV station called and said, we want to put you on TV. By the grace of God, on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, we are reaching over six million, four times in a week. Six million every day, four times in a week. You think this just happens? No. What you say is what you get. Where do you want to be five years from now? There are many in this church. I remember that's the time I said, people who give coins, they are poor people. You remember? You remember? People who give coins, they are poor people. Some of them were not happy. They said, blah, blah, pastor, you can't say that, blah, blah, blah. Today, those people are still poor. He caught, I taught him, he caught it. Today, he's working in the blessing. There are many. If I start pointing now, you'll be sure. I'm t- there are millionaires in this church. There are already two. Before the end of this year, eight more will be in this church. They are not coming out of, from outside. They are already being raised from the church. So there are some people in this church, they don't talk, but they are blessed. So that's why you have to respect anyone sitting by you. Some people are very casual. Don't look at what somebody drives to church and think that's who they are. Don't look at what they wear to church and think that's what they are. Eh? You'll be deceived. You'll be so deceived. There are more time billionaires in this church. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? Are you listening to what I'm saying? And if you want it, you'll become part of it. It's not secret. All I'm teaching, I carry a grace to make people wealthy. I carry that grace. I carry that grace. Because God always confirms the words of his servant. And whatsoever I decree over you, God will confirm it. I said God will confirm it. Therefore, I decree over you from today, you are walking in prosperity. Say a good amen to that. From today, you are going to build houses for people. In the name of Jesus. You see young, young people in this church who are billionaires. Young, young children in this church. Some of your parents left debt for you. When you are going, you will not leave debt. You leave wealth four generations. Four generations after you. Even if they mismanage the money, four generations, 
Do you know what that means? Four generations. And there shall not be any mismanager in your lineage. Your thoughts, listen, you are a product of your thoughts. Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, For us, as you think in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith to thee, but his heart is not with thee. For as a man thinketh, so is so your thinking, if you're going to walk in true riches, you have to change your thinking radically. Yeah, that's right. You have to change your association. Change the people you listen to. Some of you listen to all the wrong people. You listen to all the wrong people. All the wrong people. Now, to listen to somebody, look at their life. The best way to listen to somebody is look at their life. Look at them. Are they an example of what they are saying? How can somebody who is single advise somebody who is married how to raise children? It doesn't add up. But we are living in a generation of social media. So everybody thinks I have an opinion so I can share my opinions. Opinions are like noses. You can plant it wherever you want, but not in my backyard. Plant it in your backyard. How can a poor person teach someone how to be rich? Pardon me for what I'm about. How can somebody who is very overweight teach someone how to slim down? You are overweight. And you want to teach me how to lose weight? Why don't you lose weight first? <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Before you teach me how to lose weight, lose weight. You, you lose your weight first. Before you criticize someone who has built something, show me what you have built. Before you teach me how to pay bills, show me the bill you have paid. <laughs> Are you following me? So stop listening to the wrong people. Some of you, unfortunately, you live here today, you go to them. <laughs> you live here today, you go to them, they would ask you, what did pastor preach? Ah, today pastor was talking about true riches. <laughs> say, ah, you see, I told you these churches, all they want to talk about is true. Do you want me to talk about poverty? No. Do you want me to teach you seven ways to be poor? No. We told you, you see, these churches, these churches, all they talk about money, money. money. Who doesn't like money? (laughs) Who doesn't like money? Everybody likes money. Why do you wake up 5 a.m. in the snow? In the snow. In the snow. You are freezing. In the snow. And you go to work. You are chasing money. You are chasing money. Money. Everybody likes money. money. The light is money. The cameras is money. Everything you see here is money. Money. Do you know how much this costs? One, just one. Do you know how much it costs? Some of you, your five-year salary cannot (laughs) buy this one. (laughs) We are not joking here. We are not joking here. And now you go and Google, how much does this cost? The <laughs> devil is a liar. <laughs> oh, mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. We are not joking here. We have never done anything in this church with a loan. We don't even have an overdraft as a church. They've called us several times. We want to give you over. We say we don't want it. Because we are a blessed church. We have never done anything alone. Never. Listen to me, church. There's a grace that works in this church. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? We are not competing with anybody. 
there were days when our microphone, when we are singing here, we can hear interference from the other side <laughs> coming in. Yeah. Those days were gone. We were using cheap microphones then. When we're singing, we're talking, then we'll hear, you know, those people, our neighbors, they, then their voice will come in. I say, ah, no, 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 no more. That's not what we are teaching here. We are teaching different things here. <laughs> we are not teaching that here. We are teaching something different. And then the time came, we bought the most expensive. All the mics we use are the most expensive, the highest quality on the market. Our camera, before we even knew we were going to go on TV, it was a 4K camera. We bought it when 4K cameras just came. No TV then was 4K. There are lots of things I cannot tell you. Are you following what I'm saying? We have never stood here and appealed for funds and said, oh, we want to buy, we want to buy a thread. A thread, oh, can we raise funds? No, we are on TV. We are on radio every day. We have never raised one, one pound. Do you know how it happens? It takes money to hap- for it to happen. And it's true riches. Nobody is, and in this church is under pressure to, to say, hey, have you given this month? Nobody. God has not sent me to raise money. He has sent me to raise men. He has sent me to raise men. You've been to a lot of other churches. You've seen them on TV. There are some, there are some people who came to me and said, Pastor, we went to a certain church. They raised five offerings in one service. Five offerings. Five offerings. And they'll even tell you, you have to give with your credit card. It's not of God. Your credit card is not your money. Any pastor that tells you to give from your credit card is okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Question: Is God against Christians being rich? Answer: Big no. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. Read this scripture. If there's any verse you want to live here today, live with this one. Before you open your mouth and criticize me, read the Bible for yourself. If it's in the Bible, praise God. If it's not in the Bible, then don't hear what I'm saying. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who is the Bible talking about? Who is the Bible talking about? Jesus Jesus Christ. It says, though he was what? Though he was what? Let's say, though he was what? Though he was rich, yet for your sake and my sake, he became what? Poor. He became what? Poor. That you, you through his poverty might become what? Rich. Might become what? Rich. So does God want you to be poor? No. Let's read it again. Together, ready, go. That you, through Jesus' poverty, might be what? Rich. So don't tell me Jesus was poor. Jesus was what? Rich. Why, why, why do we want only uh, Jay-Z, Beyonce, and all these people to be rich? When they are rich, you don't criticize them. Ronaldo kicks a ball, eh, eh trapped in a, a, a balloon, kick, 100 million. Messi kicks air trapped in a balloon, 200 million. You don't criticize them. They are kicking ball. We are drawing souls from hell into the kingdom of God. And you are criticizing us. You pay before you go to the stadium. Here you don't pay at the gate before you come to the church. <laughs> Even the government doesn't trust you. The government takes its, its tax from source before the money comes to you. God says, I trust you. 
I'll give it to you. I'll give you 100%. Eat 90. Give me only 10. You say, oh God, 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 God. No, 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 no. That's great. That's great. Hallelujah. As we close, quickly. Four reasons why God wants you to be rich. Four reasons why God wants you to be rich. Number one, so that we can reach souls to the ends of the earth through radio and TV ministry. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 15, verse 16. It says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And the only way we can do that most of the time is through radio and TV. Number two, reasons why God wants you to be rich is kingdom expansion. Genesis chapter 26 verse 12 to 14. Kingdom expansion. So that his kingdom can be expanded. But the only way the kingdom can be expanded is when God's people are themselves expanded. Genesis chapter 20. Six from verse 12 to 14. It says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year an hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. How did he receive? He sowed. Verse 13, And the man, the man Isaac, was what great, and went forward and grew until he became very great. Say amen to that. Verse 14, last verse. It says, for he had possession of flocks and possession of heads and great store of servants and the Philistines envied him. If nobody is envying you, you are poor. That's powerful. If nobody is envying you, then you are poor. <laughs> if you don't have no enemies, if nobody is envying you, then you are what? Poor. So from today, people will start envying you. Amen. Get ready. Develop a thick skin because they'll create. If they criticize you a little bit and say, oh, why are they criticize? Then you are not ready for these true riches that we are talking about. Have I been criticized many times? If nobody envies you, you are not rich. <laughs> and God wants you to be very rich. Very, I'm telling you, some of you in this church, before the end of this year, you wipe away that shame and reproach that has, that has catapulted your family for generations. You wipe away every shame and reproach. Because God is going to do a new thing with you. I said God is going to do a new thing with you. I said God is going to do a new thing with you. In the name of Jesus. Number three. Reason why God wants us to be rich is winning the lost at all costs. Winning the lost at what? All costs. Acts 13.44. It says, and the next Sabbath day, almost the whole city came for to hear the word of God. Amen. That's how it has to be. When you turn into every newspaper, we are there. Turn onto every radio station, solution is there. Turn onto every TV station, we are there. Very soon, some people will not be able to tune us off. We'll be on every TV station. And every radio station. 12 o'clock, we are there. 9 o'clock, we are there. You turn to another TV station, we are there. Everywhere you go, we are everywhere. Say amen to that. The last one, the fourth reason is distribution. You become a distribution center. Say amen to that. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. It says, Now the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and out of thy kindred and from your father's house unto the land that I will show you. 
It says, and I'll make of thee a great nation. I'll make of thee a what? A great nation. And I'll bless thee and make thy name what? Great. And thou shalt be what? A blessing. The, 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 fourth, the third verse. It says, and I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Say amen to that. Amen. Say a good amen to amen. that. That's where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. A village has your name. Oh, you helped us. You brought us light. You brought us water. You brought us school. That's how it should be. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Because of you. Enlarge your heart. Enlarge your vision. God has bigger things for you than where you are. Don't limit God. Don't limit God. God wants to take you far. The days of struggling are over. I said the days of struggling are over. It's a new season. It's a season of walking in true riches. In the name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a better praise. Hallelujah. Glory be to his name. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.